Well, welcome to the Robin Walters Show here, part of the Red Sky Radio Network. God bless you today. As always, a packed program. Um, we are going to launch with sort of a, what do I call it, sort of a funky good news. I try to start with good news, end with good news. In between, uh, for those of you who are old enough to remember, it's an e-ticket ride. Didn't grow up out west, but I learned when I moved to California many, many years ago from the state of Michigan that uh, what a neat ticket ride was. And uh, in any case, a wild ride. Uh, I'm going to start with something that's a little, it's pretty obvious here of what's happening here in these blue cities, blue states that are being inundated with illegals. And why? Because they are sanctuary cities. They've opened their arms and they got them. Never mind all the illegals that ransacked some store in New York City and took over $5,000 worth of sunglasses the other day, the rapes, the stabbings, you know, the usual. <clears throat> um, Democrats don't have any problem because with that because that's the way those cities already were before the illegals came. No wonder they feel so at home in uh, Chicago and in Philadelphia and in Washington, D.C. and New York City. But here's what's happening. And I call this good news in a sense. The only reason there are Democrats who are now complaining about the illegals, the ones who've been the most pro-sanctuary city people out there, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, they were only pro-sanctuary city when it was some other city that actually had to incur the problem of illegals. But what's happening is it's starting to cost them votes. Yeah, this is kind of the good news. They got what they wanted. They got what they wished for, or at least they said that they were wishing for, but they really weren't. They're hypocrites and liars. But it's actually turning people in blue cities to look for alternatives. See, it sucks to be a Democrat. What they think, what they do, how they believe, how they operate you stay away from the left. Even the Bible says that. It really does. That the bad things are on the left, the good things are on the right. I'll get the passage if you want it. I didn't think of saying it, so I don't have it on the tip of my tongue. But it's starting to cost the Democrats votes, the leaders there. Because they have welcomed them, and now they're not so welcome, and now they got to deal with the mega billion dollar deficits or what have you, mega million anyway probably in the billions in some places, to deal with it. So you've got, you've got kids who are being tossed out of their classroom midday, midday, to make room for illegals. You've got, and I did this story a couple of weeks ago, but it wasn't the only one. The seniors, senior citizens, who uh, can't remember the town, getting booted out of their housing where they've been for 20 years to make room for illegals. You see, 
it, this is why it's sort of a funky sort of good news. Joe Biden has found a perfect way to create more Republicans or conservatives. He's found the perfect way to turn people off to the very party that he represents. Isn't that just like the devil? You know, he would, he does these things to hurt people. And in so doing, he actually ends up hurting the very cause that he's trying to support. I mean, and here's an example. I, I can't think of the name of the group. I, I read it. I didn't pull the story out. But it's a group of blacks in Chicago that have undertaken the task of turning Chi-Town red. What? Chicago goes, no, I don't think it's going to go red. That's their job, though. This is what they have undertaken. So we've had it. We're sick and tired of being used, abused, and ultimately, frankly, ignored by Democrats. Now, it surprises me it's taken so many decades to get those folks um, on the train uh, to freedom to uh, see that they have been used and abused and they're still on the plantation, throw them money and maybe we can get them to shut up, even though it won't help out. I mean, these schools that are so sad, sick and sorry in the blue cities receive enormous amounts of money. But money cannot change, cannot make the teaching of bad, worthless or corrupt things into something good. All it does is add to the bad, worthless, and corrupt nature of the city in which those kids are graduating and probably staying around. Shytown Red. And that's not the name of their group. That's just something that just popped in my head. I like the sound of it. You see, all it takes is one of two things, really, to form a death knell to those who connect, can connect the origin of the policy to its results. If you can connect the origin of the policy to the results of that policy, either one of these two will turn people from blue to red. Number one, interfere, and maybe not necessarily in this order. These are just two things. But interfere with one's ability to earn a living. Okay. Let's import 150,000 illegals who will work in anything right now, and then those who were legitimately employed near the bottom rung of employment income get knocked out. So number one, interfere with the ability to earn a living, and how many in Chicago or whatever cities cannot see the connection between Joe Biden's Immigration, well, it's a non-immigration, it's Ali Ali Oxen all in free. I mean, you'd have to be pretty dumb to not make that connection. Well, they are making that connection. And number two, this is the other death knell for a Democrat, is mess with a kid's education. You mess with your kid's education, have your kid get kicked out midday to make room for illegals, and who let in all the legals, illegals? Sure wasn't Donald Trump. They can't blame this one on Trump. Or interfere with one's ability to earn a living. Either one of those should be the death knell. Together they should be the one-two punch, the KO punch for Democrats.
course, my concern is, and I've been talking about this with a number of people, I'm not sure if there are enough Republicans to win, meaning how do you overcome crooked elections, cheaters, vote cheating, fake ballots. If the, if the fix is in, the fix is in. Is it? Can we win? I don't know. We will soon find out, won't we? So that's the end of my good news. How about that? We are. I, I'm going to start slow and easy today, uh, and I'm going to ramp it up, focusing on uh, the party of the devil, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm going to start with the state of Washington. Don't worry, Californians. We'll get around to you very, very soon because the worst lands there. The Democrats there have a proposal they've launched in the state of Washington now to make it criminal to use gas-powered lawnmowers and other gardening tools. But a misdemeanor? Are you kidding me? Small fine? Are you kidding me? No, the proposal includes jail time to those who use gas-powered lawnmowers. And I guess it would be weed whackers as well. All in their attempt to fight climate change. Alleged climate change. That's the political agenda that we're up to now. Some 1,600 scientists has described as not being an emergency. Well, why don't we just make it a, 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 a crime to be a Democrat? Vote Democrat, huh? Well, I don't know. I'm kind of kidding there. But my point here is this is beyond stupid. It is. You know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to go to Washington, get out a gas-powered lawn, a lawnmower or weed whacker. That would be easier. A gas-powered weed whacker. And start trimming the, the lawn with a weed whacker of the Capitol. Right? And then, uh, then when the the uh, the Nazi brigade comes out from the Capitol to arrest me, I throw my weed whacker in the trunk and I take off for the Illinois or Illinois, God forgive me, the Idaho border at about 120 miles an hour. Make them chase this felonious weed whacker. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Well. I mean, when it comes to climate change, do you realize how much of alleged climate warming simply comes out of the mouths of Democrats? They're the biggest climate warmers with all the hot air that comes from these buffoons. I mean, goodness, wouldn't it be a safer planet if climate change were really happening because of excessive CO2? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't an alternative be to not have any more Democrats? I don't know. All of this, as it relates to the state of Washington, though, makes me even happier than I already am that the University of Michigan beat the crap out of the University of Washington in the college national football championship. Go blue. Okay. So who do we learn from? You know, people don't learn from the Bible. They've got Christians who won't learn anything from the Bible. They don't read it. They ignore it at their peril. And repeatedly, 
And increasingly, we are finding more moral things uh, invoked as a result, I hate to say this, because of Muslim influence. This is not a pro-Muslim piece here. But there is a Islamic California high school. That's right. It's a high school for Muslims in California. And they um, took a forfeit because they refused to play a team with a tranny. They're not going to play another school with a, a, a boy faking it like he's a girl. And, you know, you think about it, isn't, it, isn't this a shame that it takes Muslims in the U.S. to help instill, enforce, or demand, and they can get farther than Christians because you sure don't want to uh, offend the Muslims, right? But that it takes Muslims in some places in the U.S. to instill some basic elements of morality and stick to their guns. Dearborn, Michigan is all Muslims. I mean, that's where Rashida Tlaib is out of. Horrible, horrible, horrible person. About as un-American as you can get. And yet, when you get down to some of the school districts in Dearborn, they are absolutely saying no to the queer agenda. I think, I think the Muslims in those areas are like Democrats in other cities. They don't give a rat's rear end actually what the person stands for. It's just that they have a D after their name. And after all, my papa voted Democrat. My grandpappy voted Democrat. So I'm going to do, even though the person I'm voting for, the D stands for the destruction of civilization as we know it. So you've got these Muslims standing up against the queer groups. Nobody else is, not to any great extent. I mean, goodness. I mean, we're, we're gonna maybe we're gonna end up with street fights between the queers and the Muslims. Man, I would buy tickets to that event. Then you get to AOC. AOC, the epitome of stupidity. This woman has no brains in her head, but she doesn't even have brains in her derriere. She ain't got nothing, folks. So the other day she says, targeting trans children. Well, nobody is targeting trans children, first of all. So she just starts out with a lie, but she's uh, she's the daughter of the father of lies, uh, right, Satan? Targeting trans children for playing sports makes all women whether trans or cisgender, first of all, cisgender is a slur. It means normal. Less Makes it less safe. Sex testing is regressive, invasive, discriminatory, <clears throat> and a fundamental violation of our privacy as women and as Americans. She went on to say that she believes that a girl's scholastic athletics, preventing them from being who they are, the so-called trannies, so forth, are not only transphobic, but is racist against black women. You heard that right. AOC, 
AOC is stating that to prohibit boys from faking it as girls is racist against black women. So what could she possibly mean? Here's what she's saying. The only way to make sense of that comment is for the imputation that disproportionately tranny guys are black who now contend that they're women. Right? I mean, there's no other way to interpret this. This is not only transphobic policy, but it's also racist against black women who she is calling men who claim that they are women. But if it's but if it's racist against black women, she has to be saying it's disproportionately black men who are faking it to be chicks. What could be more racist than that stupid, over-the-top, asinine comment? Her fault? No, it's the fault of the people who elect her. Just like I've said about San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi, she a loser? Of course she is. She's not only stupid, but she's usually drunk. It's a terrible combination. She can't form a coherent sentence. You would think Nancy Pelosi, who speaks only English, you would think English is her fourth language. Because she can't put a sentence together. She has no idea what a subject is, a verb, an adverb, nothing. Who's at fault? Nancy Pelosi? Well, if you want to vote a moron into office, then let, let then it takes morons to vote the person into office. Sheesh. I told you we're going to start out slow, but we're picking up speed. And now... We are to the alleged debate of the other night. And I broke a promise. I'm going to apologize here. I told people in this program, I'm going to watch all the Republican debates. I knew about this debate. It's the only one I missed, and I missed it on purpose. I refuse to watch it because a Republican debate needs to include the people who are running legitimately for office as Republicans. But you turn over, oh my gosh, this is, <clears throat> i got to be careful and prayerful here or I, I will be kicked off the air. This makes me so angry. You're going to turn over to CNN, the Communist News Network, the decision as to which Republicans should be on the debate stage. You're going to let Democrats make up the rules for the Republicans. Is this why... Do I belong to the most stupid party in the United States that keeps doing this stuff? Well, not for the real Republicans. But the Republican Party is largely the rhino party these days. So they make a decision that you have to poll at 10%. Who's polls? Who's counting? CNN, the Communist News Network, who is only going to put up the candidates that they consider to be the most likely to beat Trump and if they could beat Trump, then the one who's most likely to be acceptable to Democrats should that Republican win. In other words, they want the most rhino Republican running so that if a Republican wins, they actually still have a pseudo-Democrat in Washington, D.C. So they cut out Chris Christie and Vivek 
Ramaswamy, my guy. Ramaswamy may be considering moving back to India. I'm just saying that. He has not said that. I don't believe that. He's 38 years old. He's in for the fight. And go get him, fella. But they had to cut Christie out to cut out Ramaswamy. They like Christie. CNN and a lot of and the, the left and the rhinos hate, hate, hate Ramaswamy. That's why I said sometimes you know your allies by identifying who's the, who's the enemy of your enemies. That's likely your ally. That would be Ramaswamy in this case. But they had to cut out Christie to get at Ramaswamy. In other words, they had to invoke a number of 10% to knock out Ramaswamy, but while they do it, that knocks out Christie. And the left knows Christie has no chance. The left is the left is going for the rhino Nikki Haley, who I can't stand. I just want to hurl every time I hear her talk and hear what she says. She is... <clears throat> I'm expecting someday I wake up and she's got a nose five inches long. She is Mrs. Pinocchio. And what will be the next debate? Posted by, who knows, some left-wing alphabet news media outlet. It will be just Nikki Haley. Because they'll cut out, the, if, if between the two, Haley is 55% and DeSantis is 45%. If there is another debate, they'll cut out anybody who's below 50%. Stupid? Yes, of course, but they make up the rules. You don't have to be smart when you control things. Just take a look at who's in the Oval Office. Take a look at the whole Obama regime. And then, as expanded by the Biden regime. And that's exactly what it is, as you'll find out in just a few minutes. So let's move over to full-on hardball politics here for a little bit. So Joey, no brains. I'm your left-wing puppet, Biden. I'm going to I'm going to read from a piece uh, that Dennis Prager wrote here, just because he can say say it all quickly quicker than I can, and I've got a time constraint here. But so he gives his speech ahead of the January 6th alleged insurrection, which wasn't an insurrection. Give me a break. But uh, Prager makes a, a, a comment here that Biden absolutely cannot make this election about his achievements because he has none. There is not one single way, and this is just myself here, this is not one single way in which Biden has made America better. He has made it worse. Now, when we run through the things that he has done here, it will tell you why Joey No Brains has resorted to one and only one campaign piece of lying rhetoric. But let me read. Quote from Prager. Biden has terribly damaged the economy, increased an already unsustainable national debt, changed an energy-independent and energy-exporting country into an energy-dependent and energy-importing country. He hurt America and the world by withdrawing and the way in which he withdrew American troops from Afghanistan. He showed that America cannot be counted on by those who have counted on us. 
He abandoned $7 billion in weaponry, much of it now being used by Islamic terror groups. As NBC recently reported, that most of the weapons so far are, are being employed by two Pakistan-based militant groups that the U.S. designates as terrorist organizations. Other weapons left in Afghanistan have ended up in, guess where? And I'm in, in, you know, invoking my word, own words here, in Gaza. In Gaza. Thanks, Joe, you jackass. You armed Gaza. This guy is awful. Go, I'm sorry. The jackass was my comment. I apologize if I offended some. But after all, is that, that not the symbol of the Democrat Party? It is a jackass. It's an ass, right? Sometimes it's known as a jackass. <clears throat> well, good symbol as far as I'm concerned. Continuing. He has hurt America and Israel by enriching the Iranian regime. According to the Wall Street Journal, the Iranian surge in oil exports since Biden took over has brought Iran an additional $35 billion, according to the Foundation for Defense of Democracy. The cause of the Iranian windfall is clear. A part of Biden's quiet diplomacy with Iran, <clears throat> the U.S. has curtailed sanctions enforcement. Iran's funding for Hamas ballooned amazingly and coincidentally that's mine, in the past year to $350 million. In addition, Biden paid Iran $6 billion to ransom five American hostages. So, Prager asked the question, why didn't Russia invade Ukraine while Trump was president? Probably because Putin feared Trump. What foreign leaders fear Biden? The only people who fear Biden are half of the people in the United States. He's done terrible damage to the most important freedom, freedom of speech. For among other things, his administration worked the big tech before and since the 2020 election to censor political speech. He has created the first large set of political prisoners in American history, hundreds, soon perhaps thousands of Americans sentenced to prison for merely entering the Capitol or for just being present somewhere on the Capitol grounds on January 6th. He's weaponized the DOJ against his political opponents. He's overseeing the prosecution of an ex-president and political rival for the first time in American history. And from his first day in office, he stoked racial tension in America. His inaugural address was the most hate-filled and divisive inaugural address or address in American history. He's demoralized the American military that recruitment levels are now at the lowest ever. He's promoted biological boys competing against girls in high school and college sports under the guise of transgender rights. So, with all of that, what does Biden have left to campaign on? The only thing he spoke about in the pre-January 6th speech. That somehow Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. And this is so typical of Democrats. If you want to know what a Democrat is doing behind closed doors, sometimes the door is not actually being fully shut, but as secretive as they can be about it, do you want to know what they're doing? It's easy. Just listen to what they accuse conservatives of, of Donald Trump of. That's easy. Whatever they're accusing 
the conservatives of that is what they are doing. So uh, let me continue here, just closing here with Prager's comments. He said, all of this is purely Orwellian, as you know. His only route to victory is to convince Americans that Trump is that existential threat to the every core American value, democracy, freedom, and the Constitution. But in reality, it is the Democratic Party and the rest of the left that threatens democracy, freedom, and the Constitution. And you know what is alarming about this? And I've mentioned this before, before we jump to a break here, is that having finished the book Bonhoeffer by Eric Metaxas, it's a big work, expensive book, 560 pages, and it's worth the read. Because that book, you can't get through that book without seeing that as almost a prophetic paradigm of the United States in the 21st century under first Obama, but more noticeably under the stooge Joe Biden. But you know what? We're just getting started, and I see we're up to a break. This is Robin Walter with The Robin Walter Show. Do not go away. You will not believe what's on the other side of this break. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Well, I think my dog's a Democrat. And it breaks my heart to have to say an ugly thing like that. But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points towards the fact my dog might be a Democrat. We are back with the Robin Walter Show. You know, it's interesting that uh, solicitation there by that lovely young lady who at that time was, gee, I don't know, can't even think how old she was at that time, but we used that solicitation for many years before she did it. I had another party do it. Used that solicitation for, I think, 13 years now. And while the maybe the address changed or something, the content of it has been the same. And you know what? It's all still true. Nothing has changed. Nothing in that solicitation has changed at all to make it not applicable to today's world. Okay, we're on the other side. We're on the back side here. This is, I mentioned the Bonhoeffer book. You want to read 
You, you, you will see different things that happened in the 1930s in Germany that you say, my gosh, this is what's happening now. And here's another one. But this is gets scarier because Biden is calling in various news agencies to the White House to tell them what they should be reporting. This is the last step before an official takeover of the news networks. So he's calling these people in from news organizations, and they're secret meetings. Now, a, li a little, there are two people who have leaked what went on in one. Thank God for them. We thank you for the leakers. But how the political reporters, Biden's officials, are telling them how they should be reporting on his agenda to do a better job at their job, which is to support a Democrat agenda and administration. In the, in the eyes of Joe Biden, that's the role of the media, is to prop him up, support him, and help him get reelected to further his international globalist reach of left-wing woke crap. I don't know if you remember. I, I remember this like it was yesterday. When Juan Williams used to be on Fox, and Fox used to be a good network. And Juan Williams had a special meeting with Barack Hussein Obama, along with some other reporters. Obama called him into the White House to have this special meeting, and when he got back to Fox News, the Fox co-host there, whatever the program was, can't even remember which one it was, asked Williams, a reporter, a reporter, allegedly so, journalist, no, propagandist, yes. What did Obama say? And Williams said that he couldn't tell. He could not reveal because he was basically sworn to secrecy. So Obama having secret meetings with the press that's supposed to be the fourth branch of government? Well, what a slug Obama is. We know that. We know he's behind the scenes. He's not a very smart guy, and maybe he gets confused because half the time his mind is on sodomy. We know that. We've proven that. We knew that. We only had to prove it, and it's been proven. So he's starting to have these meetings to be able to help convince the American people through the media that, that Biden's agenda is good, moral, you name it. Um, quoting here from World Net Daily, it says his reelection team has started holding off-the-record meetings in Wilmington, Delaware, with top political reporters and campaign officials. The focus is, quote, background briefings on campaign strategy. Why does he need this? Because it's not sufficient for Democrats to have only 99% favorable coverage. They have to have 100% coverage. Lies require complete, total, 100% devotion to lying and the process of lying and how the lies are delivered. And it requires unanimity. If anybody breaks out with the truth, that's what they fear. 1% truth can destroy 99% of the lies. And why is he so confident? Why is Biden so confident 
that he can corral and manipulate and induce the left to do his bidding. Well, it's because of what I brought up on last week's program. And that is we're down to only 3.4% of journalists that identify as Republicans. And not all Republicans are real Republicans. You take the rhinos out of the 3.4, and what are you down to? Peter Ducey and a few others? Are we down to 1% or less? And guess what? The left knows who they are, and they're not getting invited to the meetings with Biden's henchmen. Quote here says, uh, they are also using this as an opportunity to tell the reporters what they're getting wrong. Two people with knowledge of the situation told uh, the organization Semaphore that during meetings with reporters from outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and others, campaign officials have invoked a coverage spreadsheet laying out the areas where the Biden team believes their reporting has fallen short. End quote. See, you guys just aren't being the good left-wing doobies that we expected of you. We, we prop you up to help you prop us up. Come on, get with the program, you losers. And, by the way, they got castigated for not being even yet harder on Donald Trump. You know, no matter how I felt about Trump, I'd want him to get elected just to for the reason because he is such a target. And, you know, I was there anyway, but there are other people who weren't there for him, and they're starting to see it, the number of blacks and Hispanics that are now coming out. I mean, I love that group the other day with all the, all the blacks with uh, the Blacks for Trump T-shirts. They're not the majority, but they're growing. So now the Biden staffers, they've they, these two people have acknowledged that they're scheduled to meet in the next coming days with additional political reporting teams from ABC, NBC, Wall, the Wall Street Journal, Fox, NPR, of course, writers, Bloomberg, and various others. Which leads me to my next story. I've said one of the ways to get this program, there are a number of ways to get this, but one of them is through Rumble. You type in in the search bar, Robin Walter's show, you type in Sunday morning with Robin Walter. You're going to pull up the same chronology uh, of programs from most recent on top that will have both programs. Rumble does not separate my two programs like other podcast platforms do. So if you see a picture of a Bible, that's a Sunday morning program. You see a picture of me in my gorgeous cowboy hat given to me by my wife. By my gorgeous wife, I should say. Um, that is a Robin Walter Show program. I have said uh, since we started with Rumble two years ago, it's going to ultimately be the go-to program or a venue because and platform because it is the freest, most open platform that exists out there. All the others are getting teased and tossed around a bit. So, and guess what happened? Oh, Biden. I, you know what that is, the right term. Joe O'Biden. Joe O'Biden. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, has now been put out to go after Rumble. 
Folks, this is exactly 1930s Germany. We try to coerce them. We try to we seduce them. We give them benefits, and when we can't, we try to uh, coerce them uh, gently, then stronger. Eventually, we'll take them over like Hitler did. But in the meantime, we're going to snuff out all and every freedom of free speech opposition platform that exists. Well, okay, I'm going to back off from that for a minute because I've got to get to something else here. Speaking of Fox, though, it's interesting. Fox is one of those that's been invited to get their orders from Joe O'Biden. And, you know, I like I like various Fox personalities. I don't like the format for Fox anymore. I've sh- shifted to Newsmax, although I've been... Um, But Jesse Waters has a psychic on the program the other day reading tarot cards about Trump and Biden. And as a born-again ex-psychic came out reporting on that episode on Fox News, she said, quote, you have opened demonic doors, end quote, Fox whether And she goes on to state, whether you think it's for real or whether you think it's for entertainment, it is demonic. The only part that's real is the demonic component, even if you think it's for entertainment. So you got, you got somebody reading tarot cards, and then you see there are some people, they like, like Fox, then there's someone who don't like Fox, but they still like Jesse Waters. And then, but they like somebody like Jesse Waters. They say, well, my gosh, why is he doing this? It must be okay. You see, this is why Scripture says, to whom much is given, much is required. If you're going to be given that position, Jesse, not everything is funny with a smile on your face, and I like you. But when you have somebody from the pit of hell come on your program, and you do it as entertainment, there is a big problem. A big, big problem. Now, I told told you and promised you that I would get down to the state of California before the end of the program. I have said for a long time, I go all the way back to last year in March when I said Joe Biden wouldn't be president or wouldn't be the campaign, wouldn't be the candidate for the Democrat Party, I still believe that. I still believe Gavin Newsom will be the candidate because they ain't got nobody else. And I said he, I still think he's go, he will win it, not because he will really win it, but the fix is in. If the fix is in, any Democrat will win, but they're going to want somebody who looks more legitimate than somebody else. Michelle Obama is a loser. I mean, if they put up Rashida Tlaib, or AOC to run as president. I don't know if AOC is old enough. But if they did, they'd still win. If the fix is in, they would win. But Gavin Newsom, Gavin Grusom, would be the most telegenic and charismatic to some people. I think he's offensive. But he defies the Supreme Court's ruling on guns. And this is why... As a preparation for what's coming down the pike, I simply have to say, you guys who do not have firearms need to get them. 
get them legally, use them, uh, learn how to use them properly, learn how to clean them safely, learn how to use them legally, and then buy a ton of ammo. Yes, it's pretty simple. I forgot who the, uh, gosh, I wish I could think who he is. Uh, I forgot his name. It's a very, um, it's not Michael Massey. It's a, it's a different black man, very articulate conservative, who I'd heard said, look, the way I'm going through life is I got my Bible in one hand and a 38 revolver in the other. I love that. I have said it, but he's got a bigger microphone than I got. I just can't think of his name right now. I love and I believe that. It's kind of like out of the book of Nehemiah. And they're getting threats from those who hate the Jews, the local Palestinians in Jerusalem who hate the Jews. That's right. And what is Nehemiah? Give them orders. They've got to build the wall. They're building the wall. They had their sword in one hand, and they laid bricks with the other. Sort of like a visible um, representation, if you will, of having the Bible in one hand and a thirty-eight revolver loaded in the other hand. So Newsom is the one who last year, I just want to tell you how bad this guy is. It would be a tough race between Newsom and Obama for the position of Antichrist. It really would be. I think Obama would pull it off. But Newsom is so evil and so bad. I mean, goodness sakes, if you really believed in climate change, you could reduce the COT exposure if he just simply reduced the amount of axle grease he puts in his hair. But that's another story. He is the ultimate slick willy because he actually is slick physically, where Clinton was not. But last year he wanted to amend the Constitution. He put forth a constitutional amendment, which would be the 28th, I think, or 29th, 28th, I think, Anyway, um, that would amend the Second Amendment. You could still have your guns, but we're going to amend it with these limitations. That would simply impose on the United States his view of gun control. And so, um, apparently he thinks he's Thomas Jefferson. He can just draft these amendments. That's, that's going to require too much. But what he did and the legislation he signed in California is probably number reason number 27 to get the heck out of the state. It was actually near, near one or two for me when I left the state because I ran for the California Assembly, which is a California House of Representatives in other states, and I couldn't get a concealed carry permit. No, it didn't matter how much people hated me. It wasn't considered in Santa Barbara County a legitimate need. There wasn't a, as though somebody else is going to determine what my need is for protection of me, my wife, my kids, my animals, my property. So, Senate Bill 2, that's the number. Number two, in California, says, and, and, and Newsom states that we're going to uphold the Second Amendment. We're upholding the Second Amendment. It's easy to get a permit. He, he, she finally agreed with the Supreme Court to say it's going to be easy to get a permit. 
and you won't have to show the or demonstrate a, quote, special need like you used to, even though he called it a very bad ruling. But this is what we're going to do. So in Senate Bill 2, which is law, it's been, it's been enjoined, it's been held up for right now, you cannot, you can have a gun, but you just can't carry it in, quote, sensitive places, end quote. Then he goes on to list the sensitive places, which are parks, playgrounds, zoos, libraries, museums, banks, hospital, houses of worship. I want to stop right there. When I pastored a church in California, I knew what we were up against. We had two people armed sitting at the back corners of the church for every service after the first couple of years. We were armed and ready. One on the rear left, one on the rear right, one with a semi-auto 45 and another with a 38 revolver. Don't know if they still do that. I have no idea. I've been gone from there five years. But the fact is, we needed to be armed. So you can't bring them into houses of worship or public transportation or stadiums, athletic facilities, casinos, bars, and restaurants that serve alcohol. Some are going to say, oh, that's reasonable, is it? Well, the list doesn't end there because the list also covers, quote, any privately owned commercial establishment that is open to the public. Well, how many commercially, privately owned establishments are there open to the public? All of them. Every single one. Every single stinking one. is privately owned commercial establishment is every commercial establishment. Unless the owner, quote, clearly and conspicuously posts a sign at the entrance that specifically says guns are allowed. Not guns are prohibited like it is in Arizona. You can choose to prohibit guns from, from, you could say guns are prohibited in this location. And when that they do that, I don't eat there. I don't shop there. Why? Because do you think the criminals read the signs? Do you think the criminals give a rat's rear end whether they are carrying guns in the parks, playgrounds, zoos, libraries, museums, banks, hospitals, houses of worship, public transportation, stadiums, athletic facilities, casinos, bars, restaurants, and every privately owned commercial establishment open to the public? That's why they're criminals. This only bars and bans law-abiding citizens. Do you think the guy who wants to shoot up a church Reads the sign. Oh, no guns allowed. Oh, my gosh. Doggone it. I wanted to blast these losers to smithereens. But the sign says I can't do it. Darn. Rats and fitzies. I've been excluded. They're not very inclusive in this church. They're not very diverse. Whatever. How many, and this is exactly their intent, How many private, how many commercial operations, which is all of them, are going to put the sign up that specifically says guns are allowed? And then you got to battle the authority as well. Well, was it clearly stated? Was it conspicuous enough? They have all these things in there to shut down the effective use. Gavin, Gavin Gruesome simply needs... 
I won't even finish the sentence. His idol's got to be Adolf Hitler because he's reading out of the same playbook. Oh, this is what you got, California. That's what you got. And all I can say to my brothers and sisters in California, of whom I have many, is that you just simply have to get ready to defy the law. Defy it. You carry the firearm wherever you feel the need to carry it. Do it. This is what I've said for some time. You're going to have to get ready to defy the law because you're going to come to the point, and we are there, where an obligation to God exceeds the obligation to Gavin Greaseball Gruesome and his likes. And this is a guy who I'm concerned about being president. And he transports, imports all of this, transports it to D.C. and then imports his people from California to Washington, D.C. to turn this country into more of a California than it ever has been. He wants to make the whole country California, which sucks at every level. It's got great weather, great beaches. But uh, you know what? You can't defend yourself at the beach, so... What's going to stop that next crazy guy? It's going to be, we're going to have mass murders all over the place. Why not? Because nobody is armed anywhere. I got to end this program. I am out of, I wanted to cover one other health related thing. (laughs) This was going to be my come down piece to kind of slow it back down to, uh, you know, 20 miles an hour. But I do want you to consider and read up about something called phthalates. I got to spell it for you. It's P. How do I? How do you spell this thing? It defies normal spelling. It's pronounced phthalate. I had to look it up. It's P H T H P H T H A L A T E S. It is showing up in over-the-top quantities and various foods in our food supply. It is without question linked and uh, connected to obesity, type 2 diabetes, lower sperm count, um, early puberty in girls, cancer, cardiovascular disease, neurodevelopmental disorders, which would drag in probably autism, which has gone sky high, If you look up an article called Plastic Chemicals Causing Infertility, it's a very long title, but if you just type in those, you'll pick it up on probably the uh, Epic Times because there are certain foods in this country now that we are all eating that are very high in these things, and it does relate. Do we have an increase in obesity? Yeah. Type 2 diabetes? Absolutely. Autism? Absolutely. Infertility? On top of what was caused by the COVID vaccine? Absolutely. And you'll list and see the foods that are the highest in these things, right down to and including, you know, Mrs. Butterworth syrup, Hunt's tomato ketchup. Sorry, I don't say ketchup, but uh, Walmart baked beans. Yeah, that's right. One of my former favorites, chicken pot pies by Banquet. Ah. I have a daughter-in-law that makes the best banquet, makes the best chicken pot pie ever. I don't eat that stuff anymore. Oh, my gosh. I wish we had more time. I got more to share, but look that up. Remember, America, sit tall on the saddle because you ride for the brand. 
the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we will see you next week.